and welcome to Canary in a Comedy Gold Mine, the weekly podcast where I, comedian Martin Angolo, satirise the news with my topical jokes. And joined again by Jer Stoughton, fellow comedian. Jer, how's it going? It's gone all right. How are you? Oh, not too bad, yeah. Happy. Uh, how, how's your week been? It's been all right, yeah. It's good, yeah? Yeah. Keeping tabs on the news? Not, not so much. Not so much. Well, we've got, we got lots to cover. Um, what a week it's been. Yeah. So much has happened. Yeah. So anyway, we'll move on. We'll do the. We we don't like to do banter on this show. We like to do jokes. Yeah, I think that's, that's the important it, yeah. thing. And we keep it short. Something the other podcast could learn from. I think. <laughs> <laughs> so let's ignore all. We got lots to get through here. So we'll just go straight into the jokes. Okay. Right? Uh, we'll start off with the first joke. Um, so Beauty and the Beast, uh, the, the film. Yeah. Familiar. Yeah. I'm familiar with it from last week's show. <laughs> Well, it's still in the news. I mean, it's well, it's a rollover, two-week rollover yeah, it is. for this story. Beauty and the Beast and the Power Rangers movie have been big hits at the box office this week. The big hitters, right? Great news for people who came out of a coma and wanted to still seem like they're in touch with popular culture. Yeah, very good. Yeah. It's not very good. I don't know. They come out of a coma and go, oh, yeah, yeah I know that. Yeah, yeah. Hey, get this, right? Experts claim that students need IT gurus to help stop pupils from beating internet security to view pornographic content in the classroom. It sounds to me like internet security isn't the only thing these students need to stop beating. Am I right? A? Yeah. A? Yeah, yeah. Ah! <laughs> That's what I have written here. <laughs> um, an Irish story. Uh, human waste was discovered in a Coca-Cola factory this week. Did you read that? Uh, I did. I did. Yeah. Uh, the unsanitary, harmful, toxic matter has been enjoyed by millions for years in cans and bottles. Uh, yeah. That's, uh, that's okay. the, yeah, yeah. That kind of joke. I know. Uh, there's another Coca-Cola one for you here, Jay. Okay. On your list. All right. Coca-Cola had to stop production this week when human waste was found in a factory in Ireland. Was it? Yeah. Cover that. Not one, not one to let a bad situation get them down. Coca-Cola have now started marketing a new product based on the scandal. Ooh. Coke shit will be available by the end of the year or to give it its proper name Pepsi hey <laughs> hitting all the big ones yeah it's really good isn't it yeah that snowball got pretty big straight away yeah it? yeah you're taking down corporations there um, an American man was honoured this week for giving more than 32 gallons of blood to the Red Cross over the course of his life um, an uplifting story until you learn that it wasn't his <laughs> I've got a little lad on. If it goes well, if it gets a good laugh like that, I go, in a statement he said, ha 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 ha. that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, here we go. Here's another big hitter. Going for the big targets this week. Okay. Uh, it's being said that the uh, Trump administration were disappointed after their, their loss on healthcare reform in America this week. Uh, the Trump administration are so desperate for a win that they're going to take on the Irish football team a, see, that's all I know about football. Yeah, they, they, you they just lost. know Ireland or shit. They lost, and then, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. They lost to Iceland? They lost to Iceland, yeah. Okay, we're getting into banter territory. Hey, you do one about, you do a Trump one. It was rumoured this week that the last time President Trump spoke to former President Barack Obama was at his inauguration ceremony. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Allegedly, the last thing Obama was heard to say to Trump was, I'm Kanye West, mate. It was Kanye West the whole time. <laughs> he doesn't know the difference. <laughs> oh, it's good stuff. 
Okay. You did the next another Trump one actually. You love this. Trump had a meeting with the Congressional Black Caucus, the Black Caucus. Uh, the uh, you familiar with the Black the uh, Congressional Black Caucus? No. It's like all the sort of main black people in America essentially. Okay. Black right, black you know, different you know, background rights sort of group. Okay. Start again, start again. Trump had a meeting with the Congressional Black Caucus this week. Oh, did he? <laughs> Here's one for you folks. The last time I had an encounter with a big black caucus. I walked funny for days. Hey ho. Hey ho, you're meant to do it like like a camp sort of thing. I walked funny Look. for days. Hey ho. <laughs> better. But if I had one critique, it's that it wasn't camp enough. It's like David Walliams had head trauma or something, you know. He'd camp it up a bit more, is yeah. all I'm saying. All right, next week. Next week. Okay, well, if that wasn't camp enough, here's, here's another one you'll like. Here's, you can camp up this one. You want me to do this one as well? Do the next one, yeah. <clears throat> you got a few this week in a row. Viewers of the cookery competition, MasterChef. You're familiar with MasterChef? Yeah, people cook. And uh, the, the UK version, Greg Wallace. No. Uh, big round guy. No, no, I just know it's a cooking yeah. show. Oh, he's a Cockney uh, chef, Cockney sort of judge on this thing. A big round guy with a big egg head on him. I'm assuming this is important for the punchline. Well, if, if you do it in a Cockney accent, the punchline, that'd be great. So, <laughs> <laughs> ideal. He, he always goes, lovely stuff. Stuff like that. If he, if he eats a nice pie, sort of thing. Anyway, okay. go continue. Viewers of the cookery competition MasterChef spotted a saucy innuendo by Cockney presenter Greg Wallace this week. As one of the competitors was plating up their dessert, the host was heard saying, I'm not. That's shit. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not reading that. What? Ah, just do it in a Cockney accent. I'd love to fuck your crumble. <laughs> Oh, that's good. Um, you meant to do these sort of more, these innuendos sort of more camp. You do those ones. I'll do the, the, the straighter ones. Okay. Um, I came into a lot of money recently. That's why I lost my job working the tills at Tesco. <laughs> See, that kind of thing. It's more, it's more suggestive. <laughs> that kind of joke. I could have delivered that one. Yeah. Uh, you do the next one. Theresa May? Yeah. <laughs> it's a stalwart now. British Prime Minister Theresa May has kicked off the two-year process of Britain's withdrawal from the European Union in what she said was an historic moment from which there can be no turning back. Minutes after a letter informing the European Council of the UK's intention to leave, Mrs May told the House of Commons that the government was acting on the democratic will be of the British people, expressed in last year's referendum vote for Brexit. This is... The declaration under Article 50 of the EU treaties signed by Mrs May was was personally hand-delivered to the European Commission President Donald Tusk in Brussels by the UK's permanent representative to the EU, Tim Barrow. (laughs) Now... Now British Prime Minister Theresa May was in my house the other day and we were and we were talking over a cup of tea and she says to me, she says that she'd like to be cremated. I said Alright then, grab your coat off 
Allah. Allah. Oh, I'm crying. Oh, it's too good. It's the way you tell them, Jer. Oh, Christ. Well, we get a lot of letters on the show, don't we? Yeah, we do. <laughs> oh, no, we do really love the letters you get. You know, the yeah. questions. Like, um, you know, what's your favourite uh, What's your favorite type of watch? Analogue. Yeah. Sort of thing. But we get a lot of letters, and I got I got one from... Um, but uh, this is more of a complaint letter, actually, this week, from uh, my neighbour. Oh, yeah? And you do, uh, she writes in a lot, our na- my neighbour. She does, yeah. And she's got her opinion. She's quite... Uh, you know, to be, not to beat around the bush, she's quite racist. She is, yeah. In her opinions. <coughs> and uh, this is the letter she she wrote in this week. Dear Canary in the Comedy Goals, man. I just wanted to... Say, she's from Liverpool, yeah. by the oh, way. I know. Yeah. Dear Canary in a Comedy Golds Man, I just wanted to say, does I feel like I've been misrepresented by your podcasts? Do I love England? Two bloody rights I do. Do I hate different kinds of people coming onto our land? Again, yes. Do I wish they'd all just go home? Look, I'm not giving the best examples here. Here's the thing. Have a seat. Are you sat down? Are you sat down? Are you? Yeah. No, she's not. It's a letter. You were looking at me. I'm, right, I'm reading the letter here, mate. Do you have, have a seat. Listen to this, right? I truly believe that I'm not as bad as you make me out to be. After the attacks in London last week, I believe it's important. It's important not to blame it all on the Muslims. It's the fault of the bloody Germans, isn't it? Who let the... Piss off, Brussels. We don't want another war. <laughs> she signs off. Laugh for now. <clears throat> Did you hear this? A perverted Irish music professor made a 16-year-old violin student participate in bondage sessions. Stradivarius, he did more than that by the sounds of it. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like a joke, but it doesn't really make sense. Uh, Final joke of the show. And, like, we go after the big targets. We're not afraid to go after, you know, anyone on this show. Yeah. Here we go, last joke. Ricky Gervais, comedian, you've heard of him. Yeah. Ricky Gervais was slammed this week for for a dead baby joke. Uh, by bereaved parents who walked out of his live show this week. When it comes to getting offended by Ricky Gervais, I really don't think a dead baby joke is something to get offended over, considering he made three series of Derek. (laughs) (laughs) Now that, I was offended by. (laughs) Who commissioned that? What's that all about? That kind of thing. The big hitters. Well, it's difficult coming up with material, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. We're done, aren't we? And we get a lot of new comedians listening to the show. And uh, as you know, uh, well, I see them in the club. I, I've, I'm doing the clubs. I do a few turns, and I see them in the clubs. The new comedians, and they come out and they say things like, um, "I would go out tonight, but I haven't got a stitch to wear." <laughs> they say stuff like that's their whole act, and they come up to me after me going, "Why didn't that work?" And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. You know. So I try and give them advice. Uh, but the one thing is uh, writing. That's a big thing, isn't it, in comedy? Yeah. Writing and. Uh, the dream for most comedians is to write their own sitcom, isn't it? Yeah. I thought we'd uh, do a little run-through of one of my uh, unpicked up... It hasn't been picked up, but yet. But I thought we could read one of my uh, sitcoms that I've written. Okay. And it's a classic sitcom. It's about two neighbours who don't get along. It's like one of those old 60s sitcoms. And it's called Garlic and Milk. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Garlic and Milk. Uh, Jack, could you give us a hand with the theme tune here? Garlic and milk One's a white liquid and the other is milk When two neighbours don't get along Having fights all day long A rivalry like you and your brother 
But deep down they love each other It's Garlic and Milk Episode 1 The Newspaper Kerfuffle Tom Garlic gets a newspaper from his garden But notices that it isn't the same as the newspaper in his neighbour Harry Milk's garden He picks up his his neighbour's paper as milk comes out of his house Oi, Garlic! Are you nicking my paper? (laughs) I'm just looking at it, mate why don't you just crawl back into the cow's tit that you came out of? <laughs> and you can take your newspaper and all. You bad breath promoter. I've never liked your bulbous kind anyway. Touch my paper again and I'll be taking it up with the ombudsman. <laughs> you pasty fart. You've some nerve accusing me when you're the worst neighbour on this street. I saw you not one week ago eyeing up my newspaper and did I say anything? Not a dicky rock. So listen, why don't you make yourself useful and put yourself on top of some cereal? (laughs) How dare you? You're easily the worst neighbour on this street with your loud music. We can all hear it, Garlic. I'd put you in a crusher. You know that? Why don't you go to the only place people want you on a roll of bread? You're a bad neighbour. No, you are. No, you. No, you. Suddenly, the neighbour who lives across from garlic and milk appears. Surprise, surprise! (laughs) The unexpected hits you between the eyes! Here, here, tell me, what's you making the bloody Polish family who's moved in? We don't want you here! Garlic and milk look at each other knowingly. You, you could, could be, be worse. worse. Garlic bum, and bum, milk! Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> <laughs>